Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Peter sent me a note about a crazy scheme out of New Jersey. And uh, the story is kind of short, but it shows what happens when you don't pay real close attention to what your employees are doing, especially if they have access to your money. A former employee built a New Jersey car dealership out of $1.3 million, according to the prosecutor's allegations. Chris Sheldon wrote this for NJ Advanced Media and NJ.com. A former employee of a Tom's River car dealership was arrested Monday after he was accused of stealing $1.3 million from the business. That's according to the prosecutor's office there in Ocean County, making the announcement last week. The office said it was contacted back in October of 2021 by the unidentified dealership alleging a former employee uh, ran a fake billing scheme. The allegation is the man's 37 years old from Beechwood. He was in charge of digital advertising, digital advertising. And they say that he was authorized to hire freelance advertising and marketing companies to promote the dealership. So somebody who runs a dealership says, hey, you, you're in charge of our digital marketing. Okay. And so you're going to have a budget to do that. He then allegedly created multiple limited liability companies, which were all under his own personal control to make it look like he was retaining legitimate advertising and marketing services for the dealership. He then charged the dealership corporate credit card for services that were never rendered by the fictitious shell companies that he had created, according to authorities. So it's really, really easy. And some people are shocked by this, but it's really, really easy to form a corporation or an LLC. And quite often you simply go to the county or the state, depending on which kind you want, and you file some paperwork, and boom, you are an LLC, or you are a corporation. Now, what you can do with that might be disappointing to you after you discover how easy it is, <laughs> but the point is that you can form these things really easily. He also used an online payment processing service to build a dealership to conceal his association with the shell companies and transferred the stolen proceeds to accounts that he controlled for his own personal benefit. So he's got a couple shell companies, they build a dealership. Uh, he pays them, as he's allowed to do, with the company credit card. And then the shell companies then transfer the money to him, to his bank account, and that's the allegation. Okay? He was arrested on Monday, charged with money laundering and theft, and was taken to the Ocean County Jail, where he was being held, pending a detention hearing. Uh, attorney information for him was not immediately available. And somehow, during the scheme, we don't know how long it lasted, but during the scheme, they say that he got $1.3 million out of the dealership. And the question, there's several questions. The, one of the most obvious questions is, what is the budget that the dealership had for digital marketing? And how easily could $1.3 million disappear into that budget? Because as you probably know, uh, if you look around and ask yourself where you see ads for car dealers, uh, you used to only see them on television. And of course, with the advent of the internet, you start seeing them on your computer. And all kinds of places they pop up. They might pop up in Facebook. They might pop up on YouTube. And so you'll see ads for car dealers. In fact, a lot of people point out to me the irony of the fact that I will do a video ripping, just ripping on a car company or an RV company. And the ads preceding or following my video are for car companies or RV dealers. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying there's no irony here. I'm simply pointing it out. So the question is, when this dealership says to this guy, here's your budget, go out and digitally market us. Um, 
no one missed $1.3 million? And were ads being run by anyone? Or was it entirely being siphoned off? That's a question I have. Because you'd think somebody would say, can we see the ads that are being run? I can tell you that there's a couple car dealers near where I live that are aggressive. They are aggressive. They are all over. They're all over. I'm talking about on YouTube and on television. And so I can, if you said, Steve, quick, name the two car dealers you see the most ads for. I can tell you. I can tell you the two, the two car dealers that I see the most ads for. And they are shot with people from the dealership participating who are in the ads, just like the old school ads. And it's a 30-second ad, and it's like, hey, come on down. We're having a such-and-such sale, and it's, hey, it's 4th of July. Oh, it's, hey, it's uh, St. Patrick's Day, whatever. And they've got these ads, and the ads are being run. And so you'd think that people at the dealership would know if they were in an ad that was being run someplace. But I suppose if some guy goes, no, no, I'm paying an agency putting together ads. and I mean, it's possible nobody would know that was happening, but you'd think sooner or later somebody would ask, can we see the results of this money? And... Now, I worked in radio for a long time. And in radio, of course, you don't see the ads, you hear the ads. But there was always that issue where somebody would come in and buy advertising on the radio station. And they might buy what's called a run of schedule, which merely means that the ads will just get run whenever we feel like it. Or they might buy specific time slots. We want these ads to always run during morning drive or afternoon drive. Not outside those two time periods. We'll pay more. We understand that. And so there comes a time when the radio station bills the advertiser and would actually send them a bill that said, your ad ran 300 times, and here's how much you charge you per ad, times 300, you now owe us this. And that bill went out. And if the person asked, I want to see confirmation of that, and occasionally some agencies and some advertisers would actually insist on seeing it. You could tell them when the ads ran. We kept track of it. There's a thing called a logbook. And when you're on the air as a disc jockey, somebody's keeping a logbook, including marking off when ads run. And so there's guys in my audience I know who work in radio or who worked in radio. And remember the logbooks. And you would note in the logbook that you did the legal ID at the top of the hour, because that's a federal requirement. You would then check off the ads that you ran and if you couldn't run an ad for some reason, you'd draw a line through it or make some indication and you'd initial it with arrows and stuff. And that would happen occasionally. I remember being in the studio and it says, during this hour, you must run this ad. Ad's not there. I'd make some phone calls. I tracked on the person who's in charge of advertising. i say, hey, the ad for so-and-so is not there. Oh, we screwed up. It's not ready yet. Just note it in the log. We'll take care of it. And so what they would then do is they would not run it them that, that moment in time, and they wouldn't build them for that moment in time. They would just simply rerun it down here. And as long as they could do it in the right time frame, they would do that. But they could confirm when those ads ran. Now, obviously on YouTube, I highly doubt that they track when each particular ad runs, considering the fact that they're running all over the place. Some are running inside videos, not on my channel. Some are running after videos, some are running before videos, and some, of course, are skipped and skippable. All kinds of things. So I suspect that the bookkeeping, there's a little more lax. But somebody still should have some kind of documentation to indicate roughly where they ran and how many times. So that ad was on Facebook and it ran 9,000 times. The other ad was on YouTube, it ran 6,000 times. 
And at least it gives somebody an idea of where they could have seen it, where they could have looked to see it. But I'm wondering if this person did any of that stuff or if that's how they got caught. Where somebody says, oh, we've now paid $1.3 million to run ads, and I don't see any documentation for it at all. Where would the documentation be? But the other thing I have to remind you is that if you own a business, you've got to be very, very careful because people, especially disgruntled employees, can figure out ways to rip you off. I worked at a variety of gas stations when I was in high school. One I worked at for quite some time, but I actually worked at a couple others along the way. And I can tell you that at one gas station I worked at, not Tillard's, but another one. Tillard's is the one where I drove the tow truck. Um, I came into work one day and I saw one of the employees being taken out in handcuffs. And I later got the story. And this woman who worked there, at that time, if you wanted to use a credit card, you'd walk up and hand the credit card to the cashier and you'd go back, pump your gas. You'd walk up and by that time, the person would have gotten your card done. You sign it and take it back. She was running everybody's credit cards through twice. And what happened was you'd sign one. And then as soon as you left, she'd sign the other, put them both in the drawer and remove cash and put it in her pocket for the money for the second card, the second receipt. And of course, somebody noticed that their credit card showed double billings at this one gas station when they hadn't been there twice that day. And yes, she was not smart enough to change the date. All she had to do is she probably could have gotten away with it for a while longer. Uh, And so one day they apparently sent somebody in and had them drop the card off. And then uh, a few minutes later, they went in and found two receipts. And I have no idea what happened to that case. I never heard, uh, never popped up in the news but I never saw her again. And I know that they told me later that they had searched her car because it was at the end of the shift and apparently they had the right to do that, I'm guessing. And they found in her car a big bundle of cash. So she'd been doing that quite a bit either that day or that week, but she had it all in her car and it was a really, really ugly situation. But she was doing that because she's sitting in that cage all day long going, huh, how else can I make some money here? And I also discovered that one of the things that she was doing, allegedly, (laughs) <laughs> 35 years ago, she did it, was we sold cigarettes and a whole wall of cigarettes. But right around the corner in the back was a mountain of cartons of cigarettes. And occasionally she would go through the boxes of cartons and she'd pull a box out at the bottom and remove a couple packs of cigarettes and put the carton back in. And she figured that by the time somebody found those missing, they'd have no idea who to blame. So luckily it all came back on her. But I can also tell you, I know some guys who worked at a gas station that had a deal where they bought a truckload of either Pepsi or Coca-Cola, but a big mountain of soft drinks. And they had it all piled in the center of the floor of the main room of the gas station. When you walked into the lobby, okay, you walked in, there's a big mountain of pop bottles. And uh, they were full. And... um, Somebody told me that they were working at that gas station late at night and they undid the pile down one side and removed some cases from the inside and put it all back together again because structurally it did not need all of the interior cases to stay there. And he said they all they walked out with it and nobody caught it. And by the time somebody got down and exposed the fact that some missing cartons in there, they're like, has it always been like that? Or were those missing more recently? Did someone steal those? What do you, huh, okay, well, whatever. 
<laughs> Inventory shrinkage, my friends. But this right here is a former employee built a New Jersey car dealership allegedly out of $1.3 million. And that is from the prosecutors there. Chris Sheldon wrote there for NJ.com. Peter sent it. Thanks a lot. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Just so everyone's clear, I'm going to put my glasses on.